the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. So, welcome to the summer sickbay edition (laughs) of The Ride Home. Who gets a cold in the summer that knocks you out for a week? I don't know. Well, the two of us, clearly. We've been sick. Yeah. Uh, Welcome. Yeah, happy to be here. We are happy to be here. Yeah, it's a beautiful Monday in the city of Pittsburgh. The weather is gorgeous. The pirates are winning. Mm -hmm. And my head cold is receding. Right. And I'm just a giant phlegm ball. (laughs) Just wanted to put you out there, right? (laughs) What the heck? Yeah, we're going to take various times. Kath will take a time to cough, and I'll take a time to cough. Good news is Lexi's behind a a big piece of glass, so she's not going to get sick. She's never been more grateful to be in a separate room than we are. Mm -hmm. I'm staying away from you guys. Yeah, spraying some Lysol in there. I don't believe you. At first, when you got sick, I thought, oh, clearly you have COVID. Yeah, because I just, well, because of what we've all been through for the last three years. And then I got sick and I thought, do I have, am I sick? I was negative for COVID. Just have a cold. Right. What the heck? But when when you have a head cold, a really big head cold, and it's 95 degrees out, that is something special. (laughs) Yeah. That is something special. I actually went to the nursery one day to get out of the house with with a mask on because I didn't want to get anybody else sick. But I... I had to bail out because I was so hot. Mm, oh, I mean, yeah. it was, I was it was just too hot. I had to go back into my air conditioned car because I thought I'm gonna I, I'm actually gonna fall over here in the middle of circles. <laughs> yeah, there's something special about a summer cold. I've been coughing oh, yeah. so hard I thought I broke a rib. Really, yeah. like I'm holding onto furniture like as I'm coughing <laughs> to steady myself because I don't want to fall over. Oh what God! The heck? Coming up on today's program in the five o'clock hour, we'll talk about the pitfalls of politicization and polarization, which, of course, we all have lived through multiple times in multiple ways: family, church, neighbors, whatever it you is. Name it. Is it preventable? That's the question. Eric Andre will be with us in the five o'clock hour. We'll also talk about the beautiful chaos of your notes app on mm-hmm. your uh, mm-hmm. iPhone or your Android, whatever it is. My notes app is crazy town. I think everybody's is. Lex and I talked about this a little bit last week, and then there was an article in the New York Times about it where they asked people to send us something from your notes app. And And show us what it's like. There's all kind of stuff on my notes. Yeah, so we'll find out about that. Uh, We'll talk about America's Donut Capital. Mm. And coming up in this hour, getting out of the doldrums. If you feel like you're in it, and there are many reasons why any of us could be, Dr. Tim Muehlhoff from the beautiful, sunny capital of Southern California. And by capital, I mean it's just the weather capital. Of any place in America, Southern California is the perfect climate. It's also a crazy town. It is. Tim, you'll off be with us and talk about doldrums. Right, There's good. a lot coming up on today's show, John. Very nice. Well, I'm glad that you're back in studio. Thank you. I'm happy, happy that here. you're here as well. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, let's take a look at the news. Here's the top four at four. It's Monday, June 5th, 2023. That's John coughing. Don't worry about it. It'll happen multiple times. Number one, 
Pittsburgh SWAT officer Michael Saldute, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name. He testified today, John, in what was day five of the Robert Bowers trial, detailing how he entered an upstairs classroom in the Tree of Life Synagogue on October 27th of 18. The officer in front of him looked to his left and then immediately crumpled to the floor. In today's trib, Michael Saldute's testimony is put in detail, and it's worth all of us reading. Um, The thing that jumped out at me, other than just the horror of the day, the tragedy and the horror of everything, was Saldute watching his partner just get mowed down. And him deciding at that point, based on his training, I'm going to dive in front of him. He said, our job is to put body armor ourselves in front of each other. And that's what he did. And shortly before this all happened, he was at home with his wife and his kids and his newborn. His two-week-old. And then he jumps in his truck and goes flying down the road to be where he has to be. Yep. And that's what happened probably 12 minutes later. Unbelievable. He ran out of ammunition. He said, it's probably the worst feeling I've ever had in my life. Anyway, I encourage you, all of you, to read the article in today's trip. Uh so that we understand more about what happened that day. Robert Bowers is 50 years old and is accused of killing 11 and wounding several others in that mass shooting. He's admitted to it. Number two, a suburban school district in Utah, John, has banned the Bible in elementary and middle schools after a parent who was frustrated by efforts to ban materials from schools argued that some Bible verses are too vulgar and violent for young children. Book of Mormon could be next. According to CBS... Uh, Davis School District, which is north of Salt Lake City, did remove the Bible from its elementary and middle schools while keeping it in its high schools after a committee reviewed scriptures in response to a parental complaint. The complaint was submitted about the signature scriptures of the predominant faith in Utah, also the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, District spokesperson Chris Williams confirmed that someone filed a review request for the Book of Mormon but would not say what reasons were listed. Representatives for the church declined to comment on the challenge. Members of the faith also read the Bible. Uh, there's so much to say about this, really. I mean, it's... Tip for tat. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. And I don't... I think we've gotten the idea of what banning books is has historically been. Mm-hmm. I mean, this idea that books are being banned all over the South, it's whether we're going to read a, bo- read a, read a book or think that it's good for a third grader to read a book is different. Right. But now we're banning the Bible and whatever. The Bible does have a lot of violence and sexuality in it. So maybe that'd be make for a good conversation among teachers and students. Number three, Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel John announced the party's first presidential primary debate. God help us. Will be held in Milwaukee, August 23rd, August 23rd. In order to participate, candidates will need to be polling above at least 1% nationally and have at least 40,000 unique donors to their campaign. I saw Tim Scott on The View today. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Was he being eaten up by all no, of those vultures? No, he was not. He was holding his own? Yes, more, okay. than, more than holding his Good own. Good for him. And number four, a wealthy driver has been fined $129,000 for speeding in Finland where such penalties are calculated on the basis of an offender's income. Wow. I really regret the matter. The main newspaper for the Åland Islands, an autonomous region of Finland, quoted Anders Vikloff as saying in an article published today, he was driving 82 kilometers per hour, that's only 51 miles per hour, in a 50 kilometer per hour, 31 mile per hour zone, when police stopped him and ticketed him. 
along with getting the fine. He also had his driver's license suspended mm-hmm. for 10 days. That is your top four at four. So a sliding scale based upon your income. Yeah. Now, let me say this again. That's a lot of money. 20 miles over the uh, speed limit. It was not the first time he was caught driving too fast. Mm -hmm. The first time he was fined $68,000. Whoa. Uh, The second time, $102,000. Yeah, he's chairman of a holding company that includes businesses in the logistics, helicopter services, real estate, trade, and tourism section. And I guess he must make a lot of bank because that is one heck of a speeding ticket. Well, just take an Uber. How many speeding tickets have you got in your life? Hmm... Maybe three. Okay. Maybe Lex, four. How many speeding tickets have you gotten? Zero. Oh, okay. zero. I have never gotten one either. Never. No. Really? It's not because I'm a great driver and never speed. Mm-hmm. Let me just say that. Right. Just but the I luck of not, the draw. It is the luck of the draw. Right. It's a not a good feeling, I'll tell you that. Coming up next, our good friend Greg Clugston will be with us live inside the nation's beltway. He's the SRN News White House correspondent. He'll talk to us next about what's new this week in the nation's capital. Glad you're along. It's the Sick Bay edition. Right home. WORD. This week on Truth For Life, we're excited to begin a practical study on evangelism. We'll hear from Alistair Begg about what it is, why every Christian is called to share his or her faith, how much of the responsibility belongs to God, and how we get started. Listen to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. The government is spying on you. No surprise, I know. But did you know the banks are helping them? And did you know that withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Let Swiss America educate you about this. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government, and they report any behavior they think is suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. This new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. This war on cash is growing daily, and it also includes all forms of digital money. So please, get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-266-6082. That's 800-266-6082. Message and data rates may apply. For a bunch of years now, we've been telling our story on Christian radio stations across the country, meeting thousands of awesome people, like Lindsay here, who was nice enough to share this with her radio station. This is our dream home, and through United Faith Mortgage, we were able to make it even better than what it was. Ryan answered all of our questions. We never felt like it was dumb of a question. They were so kind in how they responded and so quick, and they met all our concerns that we had. They were just a huge blessing to our family. You absolutely have to use them. They are the best. Over the last few years, most of our homes have boomed in value. If cashing some of that out would help you, whether for home updates or paying off credit card debt with much higher interest rates, we are United Faith Mortgage. On all refinances, we pay your appraisal fees up to five hundred dollars. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York, and a listener thirteen thirty. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License two two six seven two. 
Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees like Pittsburgh Christian Academy in West Mifflin. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. We go now to the White House where Greg Clarkston, SRN News White House correspondent, joins us. Greg, thanks for coming along. Happy Monday to you. Good afternoon, John. Kathy, hi. Good to be here. Yeah, Greg, we're uh, always glad to have you on a Monday. I mean, any day we'd be happy to, but Monday's Tuesday, the one we Thursday. schedule. Right, exactly. Thank uh, you. So I broke the news to John that the uh, the first debate is scheduled, <laughs> and he recoiled mm, uh, mm. in fear and revulsion, knowing <laughs> mm. that we're pretty much at that time. So tell us um, what it looks like. The, the GOP field for 2024, who's in it now? Yes. Well, a couple of different things. We'll start with the field because that is changing even today really? and this week. Really? And it's it's growing, essentially. It's still it's still uh, adding on new contenders. <laughs> and uh, officially today, we learned that Mike Pence, the former vice president, uh, filed his official paperwork with the Federal Election Commission. All so right. that makes it official that he's running. Okay. It's going to be on Wednesday when he will formally launch his campaign, his bid for the White House, with a video release as well as an event in Des Moines, Iowa. He's an Indiana native, but he is launching in Iowa because the Pence team really believes Iowa is going to be key in getting out of the gate first because Iowa, you know, the first-in-the-nation caucus voting state, and uh, he plans to visit all 99 counties between now and the Iowa caucuses uh, early next year. And so he is in it. And, of course, that, of course, sets up this very unusual scenario where you have a former vice president running in a field against his former boss, the former president, Donald mm-hmm. Trump. And that's just uh, one of the interesting scenarios that we're seeing here. Also this week, Chris Christie, the former New Jersey governor, who also ran in 2016 for the White House, he will announce his bid starting tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, alongside, or not alongside, but in addition to Mike Pence's formal launch, we're going to hear from the North Dakota governor, Doug Burgum, who plans to announce his entry into the race. And you're you're probably saying who. Yes, exactly. And a lot of people are probably saying the same thing. Interesting. Which also does not include, uh, what, Larry Elder, Tim Scott. Uh, there's a lot Did of Nikki Haley, oh, Nikki Haley as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all, all of these. We're, we're, we're heading into double-digit territory this week with uh, the announcements. Um, and so that's very interesting because it's starting to look and feel a little bit like that field back in 2016. When right, we had when we had like 17, 18 people. 18. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and, you know, to be honest... Um, that this brings me to one other announcement that we had today, and that was from the governor of New Hampshire, John Sununu, who said that he is not going to be running. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I Pardon me. I said John Sununu. His son is the governor, Chris Sununu. Okay. Uh, and Chris Sununu today said that he's not going to run in 2024. And part and it, really his main argument and main reason for staying out of the race is because he believes that an increasingly crowded primary field for Republicans is not going to stop Donald mm-hmm. Trump. He does not want to see Trump as the GOP's nominee in 2024. And this is the very same 
philosophy or approach that the former Maryland governor um, also cited when he announced he wasn't running. So they see real danger, uh, at least in their perspective, of not wanting Trump to move forward. And what's interesting is the Trump team is very open about this because this analysis is, is pretty much on target. The Trump team really welcomes a large field because they do believe that it is to Donald Trump's advantage in terms of weeding out the competition and watering down the field. Interesting. All right. So the first debate is sometime in uh, mid-August, Greg. Is that true? Yeah, we're looking at the 23rd of August Mm -hmm. as the debate date. We knew that it was going to be happening in August, and we knew it was going to be happening in Milwaukee. We just didn't know the specific date until just uh, before the weekend. And so August 23rd. And then we also have the criteria. We have the rules that have been released in terms of who can qualify to be on the debate stage, according to the Republican National Committee. And there are a couple of three things that candidates have to do. They have to receive campaign contributions from at least 40,000 unique donors. And so if somebody is a real long shot and hasn't reached that threshold of, of fundraising yet from individual unique donors, they wouldn't qualify Also, participants have to have at least, and it's a fairly low threshold in one sense, only 1% support, but in at least three national polls or a combination of national polls and early voting state polls. And so... um, it's a little it's a little complex when you get down into the details and weeds. But there are there are some requirements there, essentially. And also the candidates, the GOP candidates uh, must sign a pledge that they agree not to participate in any debate that's not <laughs> sanctioned by the party, by the Republican National Committee mm-hmm. during the entire election cycle. So uh, they've got their parameters there. And that's what the candidates will have to uh, to follow along to. Wow. So here we go. Here, Here we, we go. go. Here we go. Here it is. All right, so, so, your chagrin, John. so Thank you. what are the rumblings inside the Beltway about uh, President Biden? I mean, the stumble he took last week on stage. Yeah. I mean, anybody stumbles. I mean, I've, you know. Absolutely. It, so it's, he it, fell down the steps. Yeah, I fell down the steps and John had to take me to the grocery store for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand the humiliation of it. But what are, what, what are the rumblings about it? Well, I think the rumblings are, first of all, you know, trips and things like this do happen to a lot of people besides uh, an 80 year old president. However, he is an 80 year old president. He's running for reelection. He's facing not only concern among the American people generally, but specifically within his own party of Democrats about his age as he's mounting his reelection campaign. So even though. You know, you had this sandbag on the stage that was holding the teleprompter stand as he was addressing the Air Force Academy in Colorado. And, uh, you know, the, the positioning of that and all that was just unfortunate for anybody in that situation. But at the same time, the optics of it are not good, obviously, for the for the Biden campaign. And uh, we're likely to see that image or the reference to that falling episode, uh, if not in commercials, uh, certainly on the GOP campaign trail. Mm-hmm. Greg Clugson is with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, so let's look at uh, what's happening uh, in Washington, D.C. with the uh, the debt crisis averted. The ceiling has been lifted, yes? Yeah, we might not have to utter the phrase debt ceiling for a couple of years uh, after reporting on it uh, constantly for the last couple of months or so, it seems. Uh, but yes, uh, late last week, you had Congress finally sign off on a, a budget uh, negotiated bipartisan plan uh, that was uh, worked out between President Biden and his White House uh, team of negotiators, along with the House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans. 
And uh, it passed the House first, then it went on to the Senate, and it uh, it passed. And then you had the president in a Friday evening speech, uh, a speech from the Oval Office for the first time uh, in, in his uh, in his uh, presidency in terms of a national speech, 15 minutes where he, he really applauded the bipartisan effort, uh, said, look, the, the, the U.S. really did avert a, a crisis here. Because if if the nation had gone into default by uh, without having to lift the uh, the ability to borrow more money to pay already made debt obligations, uh, it could have been really uh, disastrous for the economy. And uh, and Republicans and Democrats really came to that same conclusion because uh, the the bill overwhelmingly uh, passed in both the House and the Senate in the final chapter. But it took us right up to the brink, essentially, with today having been what the Treasury Department says was the actual default deadline unless something was done. And thankfully, something was done. Hmm. And it's, I should also add that it's one of these things where you've got a handful of Republicans on one end of the political spectrum and Democrats on the other end of the political spectrum not happy with the deal because it is a compromise piece of legislation, which is often the case here in Washington. And so there are some elements uh, that are either in or not in the legislation that uh, those members are unhappy with, but obviously the bulk of Congress ultimately said yes. You know, I, I feel like our I, I'm I'm certainly not a civics teacher, and I could there's a lot more I can learn about this. But it seems like compromise is kind of what the founding fathers had in mind when they set up this tricameral system we have. So we talk about compromise now, like it's some kind of foreign term. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is compromise legislation. Like we have to look it up in the dictionary to remember what it means. Or it's viewed as a as a dirty word, or yeah, something to like a voice that, 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 that proved that somebody was weak, right? And and I I think I think part of the idea is from some is that if you do compromise, you are compromising your principles. Mm. And uh, there are any number of lawmakers who will say you can compromise on legislation without compromising on principle and value and values. Um, but there have there has to be some give and take, and that's. Uh, ultimately, what we saw in this piece of legislation. Interesting. Greg Clugston is with us, SRN News White House correspondent. So, Greg, uh, there you are in the uh, the Beltway in Washington D.C. Uh, yesterday, there were reports of sonic booms, and uh, sad to say, they were a result of a, a tragedy. Uh, please fill us in on that. Yeah, this is a, a strange and sad situation that happened yesterday. Uh, you had a small plane that was headed for. Uh, restricted airspace over the nation's capital here in the in Washington D.C., and so you had six F-16 military jets that were scrambled from the East Coast, and uh, because you had this small Cessna Citation plane heading right to, toward D.C., and uh, it looks as if it's uh, you know there was an unresponsive pilot, and mm. uh, it, it is it is widely believed or speculated at this point that uh, this small aircraft lost uh, press pressurization in the uh, in the aircraft uh, and was just kind of flying on this path. And uh, so what happened is you had the F-16 scramble, the White House and the Pentagon says this was uh, this was done appropriately. Uh, they tried to contact by radio. They tried to uh, make themselves visible to the aircraft. Uh, it ended up flying through uh, U.S. air or um, over uh, Washington, D.C. airspace and ultimately crashed uh, in the Shenandoah Mountains uh, in rural Virginia, mm. and all four people on board uh, did not survive. Mm. Uh, 
Um, so it's it's one of these things where, um, you know, because of in this post 9-11 era, you know, two decades later, uh, there are these protocols in place in terms of sensitive and restricted airspace, Washington, D.C. being one of them. And the sonic boom, John, that you referred to is that because of the uh, the immediate military scramble that had to take place, uh, two of these F-16s from uh, Andrews Air Force Base uh, in nearby Maryland uh, did have to reach uh, the speed to catch up to this plane in time, and that's what the sonic boom was. And I didn't personally hear it, but it was heard throughout uh, the D.C. region. Hmm. Uh, Greg, before you leave us, I want to ask you about what's going on in the Taiwan Strait. Looks like tensions are high. A Chinese warship cuts off an American warship. Do you have some details for us? Well, yes, we just had a briefing uh, a couple of hours ago here at the White House, and uh, one of our briefers today was uh, John Kirby. He's with the National Security Council here at the White House, and uh, he he addressed uh, what have been a couple of uh, recent intercepting episodes by the Chinese military. Uh, recently, you had a warship. Uh, China sailed a warship across the path of an American destroyer that was in the Taiwan Strait. And also one of the Chinese fighter jets recently intercepted a U.S. Air Force aircraft over the South China Sea. And the the response from the White House and from the Pentagon uh, today and in recent days is that what we are seeing is uh, increasingly aggressive military activity by China. And of course, U.S.-China relations um, are already uh, tense over a number of issues. And uh, the Pentagon is saying, look, the U.S. is not going to flinch in the face of what it calls bullying or coercion, but it's just one more layer of uh, of concern in terms of the relationship between the U.S. and China. Greg, it was terrific to talk to you today. Before you leave us, though, I need to ask you one question that's unrelated to anything we've talked about before. Uh, coming up in this hour, we're talking about uh, terrific road trips that we might be tempted to take. And I'm wondering if you had a dream road trip, can you tell us what it might be? Well, we our family had one that mm, I'm, I'm glad to say that even we, better. we pulled, yeah, we actually we planned for it and we made it happen and we're so glad that we did and we did it with the ages of our three kids that they were all old enough to remember and Super all the rest. Cool. Uh and, and it was it was about 10 years ago, we took an RV, we rented an RV and drove across the United States and back. Nice. Stop it. We took three weeks. I took three weeks. I've never since or before had taken three weeks of vacation off in one stretch. Uh, but we, we, we logged a lot of miles. We saw a lot of great uh, spots across the country, um, including stops with friends and family. And it was just uh, really a great family. Wow. Fabulous. Wow. That is really good. Good for you. Greg. And you came back stronger as a family and a better marriage. I think so. I really do. I mean, we all had our moments along the way, but of that, course. that's. That's what it's like traveling with family. That's wow, good. that is really good. Fabulous but our, our our kids really, and and we, my wife and I, we just we just have such fond memories of that, and we're so glad we uh, we were able to do it. Took when we the did. time to do it. Excellent. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's a good word. That's Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, have a terrific week. Talk to you next. Yep. Thanks. See you. Our great pleasure. SRN News. Look for it online. Wordfm.com as well. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. Want it done right? Call Doing It Right. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. 
That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Hey, did you know only six states still have an inheritance tax? Unfortunately, Pennsylvania is one of them. This is John Steigerwald. You know, lucky for you, you've got Abernethy and Hagerman there in your corner. I know Jay Hagerman. I've talked with him and his team, and trust me, they know you've worked hard for your money, and they know how to help ensure it gets to the ones you love. Protect what you've spent your life working for. Keep more of what's yours. With Abernethy and Hagerman, visit a-h.law. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? 724-NEW-ROOF. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Lay the Word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. To stay ahead of hackers, make sure you are using the latest security settings for your electronic devices. Although manufacturers are continually updating their operating systems and applications and will quickly patch any vulnerabilities they discover, it's up to you to check for the latest updates or enable the automatic update settings on your electronic devices and applications. It's your first line of defense against hacking. A public service message from the Consumer Electronics Association. Clear skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 55. Mostly sunny tomorrow. Breezy in the afternoon with a thunder shower. Smoke from distant wildfires can cause hazy skies and poor air quality. Tomorrow's high 78. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies with a low of 51. Partly sunny Wednesday. We'll see a refreshing afternoon breeze. Expect a high Wednesday of 71. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Weird news out of Florida that apparently a no, that's cat. A, that phrase has never been uttered. <laughs> really? A feral cat has been roaming the neighborhood streets in a small Florida town, uh, quote, uh, terrorizing residents of Laurelville in Swanee County. Uh, this could, is like a feral house cat? Mm-hmm. Like a, they don't like know. He, the whole thing is, is kind it, of. Or is it like a Black Panther or something? Shrouded in mystery during, quote, two separate incidents, residents exercising and walking on 174th Street were attacked by a feral cat. Both residents received injuries serious enough that they had to seek medical treatment at local hospitals, according to a post on Sheriff Sam St. John's Facebook page. 
A deputy of the sheriff's office told the Guardian office that they were hopeful that they would catch the animal soon to shed more light on the situation, but residents should exercise, quote, extreme caution when outdoors. Really? Until then. A cat has taken over. Mm-hmm. Lex, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. That's just really scary, isn't it? Have you ever been bitten by a cat? Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, and for anyone listening, if you're ever bitten by a cat, seek medical attention because yeah. a cat bite mm. can be very much more serious than a dog bite. Yeah. Um, but I've never had never got bitten uh, by a cat. No, I never have. Your cat's never bit you. No. What? No. My cats would regularly bite <gasps> my ankles. Really? Yeah, I'm walking, you know. But not to break the skin. Not like they were yeah. attacking me. I'm like screaming at them, "Get away!" Yeah. I'm like <laughs> running around. Hey, no. Really? Yeah. Lexi, horrible. do your cats bite you? Uh, well, only if I'm like playing with them and like messing around with them, mm, but not right. usually. There was one time though where my um, white cat Ziva she got like super dirty. Like we sometimes would let our cats outside for like supervised playtime. Um, and she I love just... that supervised playtime. <laughs> and time she just started in. rolling around in the dirt like a jerk. So I was like, oh, I have to give her a bath because I can't leave her not like good. dirty. And man, I had her and I thought she I was good because I didn't think she was going to scratch me. And then she bit me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was not very happy. And I can't blame her, honestly. No, so. of course not. Who, who wants to be a, a If bite? I ever tried to bathe my cats, it'd be over. Yeah. I mean, I'd definitely lose the war. There's right. no question. But could you imagine walking down the street, minding your own business? And a cat jumps out at you. Attacks you, Right. That's scary. That's even scarier because you don't even know what that cat has or where it's going right. from. I don't know where mm-hmm. that cat's been. Yeah. Now it's bitten. That me. cat might not know where the cat's been. That's horrible. Right. Okay. Coming up next, Dr. Tim Yuloff will be with us. We'll talk about getting out of the doldrums if you're in them. We'll find out how to get you out. Stay close. 101.5 WORD. The Word of God. It's bold, it's direct, it cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi friend, this is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling Word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. plus. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. 
Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-255-9500, we're offering a free writer's guide to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page designers will form Match your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story. For your free writer's guide, call 800-255-9500. That's 800-255-9500. 800-255-9500. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Uh, we're sick. We we have a little just uh, win- summer cold thing going on here, right? It's been in place for, I mean, more than a week and a half. Yeah. So we we ourselves are in the doldrums. Yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like I was in the doldrums first. Yeah. And then I believe I dragged you down. Sucked me into it. I think yeah. I dragged Lexi into it last yeah. week as okay, well. Yeah. Okay. So we're it's a chain yeah. reaction here. Right. So here we are. It Tim Muhlhoff's with us. Tim Muhlhoff. He from the sunny state of California. Been a regular guest on our show over the years from Biola University. Uh, He is the author of Winsome Conviction, Disagreeing Without Dividing the Church, winner of the Award of Merit in Christianity Today's Best Books of 2022. Tim, you yourself currently experiencing doldrums too. Well, believe it or not, people in California, we go through something called June gloom. June gloom. Yeah, so right now it's overcast, sprinkling, Cold, California cold. Yeah. Come on, I'm from Michigan. California cold. Right. I'm wearing a, a, a light sweater, right, which is cold here. And what's interesting is C.S. Lewis suggests you also have spiritual June gloom. Mm-hmm. That, that because we live in a fallen world, all of life is this alternating between a richness and a dryness. And, of course, in his book, The Screwtape Letters, he argues that demons really take advantage of these dry times. It's almost like a wave. When the wave crests and then comes down, demons know that in this dry period is when they can attack us. And here's the point Lewis makes. This dryness affects everything, your career, marriage, parenting, vocation, um, the enjoyment of art. Everything has this peak and valley, and when we're in the valley, we got to find out ways of getting out from the valley, to get out from June gloom, to get out from these doldrums, and that's where the book of Ecclesiastes is an assignment I give to my students every year mm. of what, what do you do when you're in the dry period, you're in the dullness, you're in the, the, the trough. 
of the wave, and it comes from the book of Ecclesiastes, and I give this to my students every year, this interesting assignment. Tim, I'm sure there's a segment of our listening audience who's never heard of the book of Ecclesiastes and doesn't know what it is. So give us a little background, and then tell us why you've decided to make that an assignment for your students. Okay, there are some wild books in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. right? For sure, the Song of Solomon, in, in an ancient period where, quite frankly, nobody cared what a woman thinks. You get the Song of Solomon, which is about a woman. Uh, 60% of the Song of Solomon is about her perspective on sexuality, which is just an amazing thought. The other one is the book of Ecclesiastes, where you get a writer, some say it's Solomon. It's obviously a man who's well-educated, well-learned. And he basically says, listen, there is life under the sun, which is a life without God. Uh, Imagine life without prayer ultimate meaning, possibility of heaven. He said that everything under the sun is, doesn't have ultimate meaning. It doesn't mean that you can't enjoy your job or your family or your spouse. You just know that eventually your spouse is going to die. You're going to retire from your career and nobody's going to remember you. Um, all of this is going to be forgotten. Well, that's life under the sun. Above the sun is when you realize, no, 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 there's a God who exists, and you're actually going to be judged by God one day, and that there is life after death. So what I do with my students is I say, let's take him up on his thought experiment. Let's spend an entire week living under the sun. No prayer, no God, no anything, and, and life is just luck. But like there's a great, in chapter 11 of Ecclesiastes, he says, the writer says, a tree falls to the left or the right, and you can't do anything about it. Right? So yeah. we, we went through Hurricane Fran in North Carolina, and there was a massive tree that just happened to fall over and miss our house. Wow. If it would have hit our house, we would have had to find a different place to live because it would have just devastated our small house. Well, under the sun, that was pure luck. There was no divine providence. There's no heavenly father. There's no anything. So I had my students live that way for an entire week. Hey, don't pray about this upcoming task. There's no God to pray to. And the smart people don't always get the best jobs. And justice isn't always melted out. And, and so we live this way for an entire week. And students are like, do we have to go a whole week? I'm like, yes, dive into it. And so they do. And then at the end of the week, I said, how did, how did that feel? And they said, I felt like I was doing a high wire act with no net, that, that the world's a really unsafe place. And I said, okay, now let's live above the sun. And what does it mean to live above the sun? Then I have my students list on the board everything if the Bible is true. There's a heavenly father, you're her, his workmanship, um, he redeems everything. All things work together for good. Um, nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. And then it's really interesting to see my students go, oh, my gosh, that feels so much better mm. than living under the sun. And I say to them, it's kind of like if you travel overseas and, right, and you can't get a hot shower and you can't do X, Y, and Z in certain places and you come back home and it's like, hey, a hot shower feels great. And so I would suggest to your listeners, if you're in the doldrums, 
I would fully embrace a life without God. And you don't have to do this for a week. Like another alternative is just take um, the day and live that way. And at night you can go back to prayer and reading your Bible and listening to worship songs and things like that. You can spread it up that way as well. But it, it makes such a difference to live in a world that John Paul Sartre lived in, Camus lived in. in which it, uh, Sartre, he's an atheist thinker, who said, describe life. And he said, it's meaninglessness. What do I put my hope into? Hmm. And so I like to encourage my students, if you want to appreciate God, then imagine a world without him and live in that world for a while and then come back to the problems of believing in God but at least there's a Heavenly Father who is watching out over you. Mm. Dr. Tim Muehlhoff is with us from Biola University. We talk to Tim on a monthly basis. He tells us often what he's thinking about, writing about, and what he's talking to his students about at Biola. You can find more information about Tim online. You can check out one of his books called Winsome Conviction, Disagreeing Without Dividing the Church. We'll talk about more of his books as the segment goes on. Um, Tim, when you have students who engage with uh, ancient literature like that, um, do they is there an an assumption as they go in that this won't have anything to say about their current life? And the reason I'm asking is I feel like a lot of people in our current culture feel like, well, why would I read an old book? You know, people who are outside of the church and don't have don't have an interest in what we would call a sacred text, they would look at a book like Ecclesiastes and say, well, that was you know, 3,000 years ago. What's that going to help me for? Well, you know, what's funny about that, uh, Kathy, is Eugene Peterson once said, the book that saved my faith outside of the Bible um, is Ecclesiastes, hmm. because it rings true with my experience. Now, here's an interesting part about this experience. Don't think that just because you adopt above the sun perspective, you don't experience the doldrums Lewis talked about. Right? You're a Christian in a great marriage. There will also be doldrums within that marriage. Right? You're at a Christian university. You're at a university getting a degree, which sounds great. There will still be doldrums that happen. And this is just the rhythm of life in a fallen world. So what I think about that ancient book of Ecclesiastes is it really rings true of my experience. And it gives, it gives language to what I'm feeling. Like, when I first became a professor, man, I thought it was going to be dead poet society, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Students stepping up on a desk and saying, Captain, my captain. Yeah, right. Right? Lives changed all around you. And you know what? It was that in the beginning. It really was. Like the first test I gave, the first uh, oral examination I gave, the first time I read reviews for my classes, I was like, oh, my gosh. Who would ever get tired of this? Who would ever get tired of walking into a classroom with young, eager students? Like this, I found my vocation. And by the way, I've been a teacher for going on 19 years and still love it. But there are days I walk in and I'm just like, oh, my word, I can't believe I'm going to have to do this all over again. A new semester, new students. And then you have a horrible website called ratemyprofessor.com. Oh, no. Right? Where students go and give these horrible anonymous reviews mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, and, but, but here's what Lewis would say, and here's what the writer of Ecclesiastes would say. 
even the best marriages go through this. Like you find a church and you think, oh, my goodness, this is my church. The pastor is perfect. The worship is, oh, this is X, Y, and Z. And it still might be really good, but the writer of Ecclesiastes says, guess what? You're going to go through periods of dryness. You're going to go through periods where it's like, oh, I'm tired of reading my Bible. I'm tired of praying. Worship. I mean, one more Maverick City song, and it's like, I love Maverick City, but every once in a while, I just want something more. And instead of saying, what's wrong with me, the book of Ecclesiastes says, there is nothing wrong with you. This is life in a fallen world. And even if you live above the sun, every Christian will tell you, I have dry experiences. <laughs> and that's what the writer of Ecclesiastes gives language to, is this this chasing after the wind is just part of daily life, even if you adopt an above the sun perspective. Mm, that's life. That's what the song says, right? Tim Uhlhoff is with us from Biola University. He is the author of Winsome Conviction, Disagreeing Without Dividing the Church. Tim, uh, always, you're busy. Are you working on something now for the summer? Yeah. So I'm uh, just finishing a book with, you know, you know Josh McDowell, one of the top Christian apologists. Sure. But his son, Sean, teaches at Biola University, and he's an amazing professor. We've just finished a book called Engage One Another, Moving Past the Cancel Culture. And uh, it's going to come out from Tyndale House, and we're going to have an interactive website with it, a talented web designer is creating it, where you can go and actually practice having really difficult conversations in the safety of a website that you can fail and it doesn't affect any relationship. So this book is going to come out right before the election, um, which uh, hopefully is going to help us have these hard conversations as Christians about who do you vote for and why and, and things like that. So uh, uh, we'll talk more about that, no doubt, as the book comes out. But, but to me, this exercise that I have my students do every year is just a way of Remembering, even with the struggles of faith, I would take the struggles of faith and rather live in a world where there is no faith mm-hmm. and there is no God. And the book of Ecclesiastes gives us the thought experiment that really does revive my faith and make me appreciate things that sometimes I get a little frustrated with. That's good. Tim, that's a great message. Thanks an awful lot. I mean, you really sort of turned the corner for things for years. Uh, we go through these dry seasons. Where do we look for? The Book of Ecclesiastes. Tim Muehlhoff from Biola University. Check him out. Uh, active on social media. Tim Muehlhoff. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. right? Call Doing It Right. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. 
Cross International is going to be asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners and is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. More information is coming soon, but in the meantime, if you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling 1-866-806-2977. That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. And they're available in all types of Skechers styles with and without laces. And most are machine washable. Find Skechers slip-ins for kids or mom and dad at a Skechers store, Skechers.com or wherever stylish shoes are sold. In the ever-changing landscape of sexual and identity politics, how should the church respond? Monday, June 12th, Trinity School for Ministry continues its pastoral response series with the rise and triumph of the modern self. A day-long seminar plus evening public lecture with renowned author and professor Dr. Carl Truman to help pastors, youth pastors, parents, teachers, and students understand how we got here and how to address the challenges ahead. The 7 p.m. public lecture is free. For seminar registration, go to tsm.edu slash pastoral. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. Long, long road trip. It'd be very nice. A nice long road trip. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I would love that. Someone who's a researcher for the University of Alaska at Fairbanks, a uh, professor by the name of Brian Betterschneider. He's a climatologist and prolific map maker. He he has devised a way to take a 13,909-mile road trip, Whoa. which will take you through um, North America and uh, 26 states and six Canadian provinces. <gasps> really? With the intent of 70 degrees the entire way around. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, what, so it's organized for the purposes of steady climate? Temperate, yep. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a year long, he says, so you basically need to be retired or have that free time to do so. He said, I heard from people who've done other segments of it, like the Appalachian uh, area. But he said, um, I was thinking about shifting seasons and uh, how to have like a, a, a relatively temperate change weather as I move along this road trip. So I'm a climatologist and a map guy. I just put all my numbers together and this is the trip. This is the trip. And it's this counterclockwise trip. It starts, you know, here on the East Coast okay. and goes way, way up into Alaska and then back Whoa. down again. Okay, so this route, uh, is is the top line the beginning or does it start 
Uh, here, there's well, a little yellow southern. dot there, looking like around New York, Boston. See that little yellow dot? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So that's where it starts. Yeah. And okay. nice counterclockwise, way up into Canada. Yeah. So, so you go across, according to Brian Brettschneider, um, you go, you know, a little bit south of here into Virginia, North Carolina, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and then you head west, going out through Montana. Nevada, Arizona, and then you take a sharp right turn yep. and go north way. all the way through the Pacific Northwest and then all the way through Canada and then up into Alaska. Yeah, way up there. But 70 degrees, he's saying, if you follow, if you start at this particular date and follow along for the year, you never have to put Listen, on, you know, a Well, that coat. could be, but you would be in some of the remotest mm-hmm. places in Canada. That'd be cool, though. Wouldn't it be cool? Well, any road trip like that would yeah. be cool. A full year on the road. You'd have to have a nice RV. If I was going to do a year on the road, though, I don't think I'd do that. Really? I think I'd do... I'd want to get out into the national parks and take Highway 1 in California. Yeah, sure, and sure. Drive the whole coast of Maine. Wouldn't you want to do that? Yes, I would. I'd make a plan. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Life.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Former Vice President Mike Pence has filed paperwork declaring his campaign for president in 2024, setting up a challenge to his former boss, Donald Trump. Pence, the nation's 48th vice president, will formerly launches bid for the Republican nomination with a video and kickoff event in Des Moines, Iowa, on Wednesday. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu has announced he won't be running for president. Governor Sununu told CNN he's decided not to challenge former President Trump for the party's nomination and that he can help to improve the GOP in other ways. He says instead he'll focus his energy on making the party bigger and looking for opportunities to help the country. Sununu had been floated as a possible candidate for months but failed to gain traction in the polls. Bob Agner reporting. Stocks are lower. The Dow is down 190 points. The Nasdaq losing 25. This is SRN News. Trying to start a gospel conversation with a friend or neighbor can be intimidating. Fear can cause us to be reluctant to say anything. So if you need a boost of courage and some practical tips for getting started, ask for a copy of the book Before You Share Your Faith from Truth For Life. You'll find out how to start a discussion, how to respond to doubt, and how to overcome objections. Get your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate. Drowning in IRS debt? If you can't afford to pay your IRS debt due to economic hardship, you can now be free of IRS collection efforts by taking advantage of a special IRS tax hardship program. This program allows Americans who owe the IRS to resolve their delinquent tax debt once and for all. In some cases, maybe even reducing what you owe significantly. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Simply dial 800-555-88. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back or have years of unfiled tax returns, help is standing by. Just call the Community Tax Helpline today. 
today at 800-555-88 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-555-88 to see if you qualify. That's 800-555-88. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years, and I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs, so how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people, and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. AM Radio provides always-on news, sports, talk, traffic, and weather reports. And it's also a vital service that provides important emergency information when your community needs it most. Tell Congress you need AM Radio to stay in your car. Because when cell phones and the Internet are down, this free emergency service is critical. And when you don't have electricity, radio in the car is often your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM Radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Clear skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 55. Mostly sunny tomorrow. Breezy in the afternoon with a thunder shower. Smoke from distant wildfires can cause hazy skies and poor air quality. Tomorrow's high 78. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies with a low of 51. Partly sunny Wednesday. We'll see a refreshing afternoon breeze. Expect a high Wednesday of 71. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I was leaving work here uh, last week, and there was a, there was a, a, a game. There's a, we're, we're right across from a big baseball field here. And uh, there was a game going on, and so there was a, a young mother uh, leaving the parking lot and walking across the street with her two children. Now, um... The one child was young, maybe five or six years old, and the the second child was a young man, maybe 13. So the three of them were trotting along, and I I watched them carefully because I was in my car getting ready to leave my parking spot. And so there was the mother holding the hand of the young, young son, very carefully navigating the street because it's a dangerous street out here. And the 13 year old never once lifted his head up. He had his phone uh, in his hand and clearly uh, just following along wh- oh wherever the mother God. was, which I, th- you know, and I thought to myself, oh, well, that I guess the young one is not too far away that he will be that son as well. That, of course, we all know it. If you've got kids and they have smartphones, we've all seen it. We do it ourselves as adults. All that to say, I saw a piece from Tish Harrison Warren 
who uh, is a, a, an Anglican priest and was here in Pittsburgh for several and years. And was a good friend of the show. Very much so. And a good friend of ours. She, uh, why she, am I saying was? Yeah, she is. still is. Yeah, But she, she writes a, um, a sometimes a piece for the Sunday New York Times. And yesterday her headline piece was, none of us were born looking for a screen. We were all born looking for a face. Mm-hmm. Now the conversation goes a little bit deeper. She talks to another friend of ours, Andy Crouch, because Andy's invested in technology as well. But isn't that the truth? I mean, just that that sentence, none of us were born looking for a screen. We were all born looking for a face. But how many of us spend the entirety or a large majority of our day looking at screens and we avoid faces? Yep. I uh, remember... Kurt Thompson telling us that on the air, on our show. Kurt Thompson is a psychiatrist, private practice, and an author. Um, and he is the one who wrote that about we were born looking for a face. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such an insightful thing. And we're not born looking at a screen. And yet we can change our wiring so fast. Yeah. With with, In fact, we have to try, we have to fight against changing that wiring because that 13 year old has is he's basically he's decided he, he his his brain's wired unless he yeah. does something on purpose to unwire it he's going to be like that forever for the rest of his life which is up to us i mean we've created the monster so yeah. how do we get out of the box i mean you often think about you know you hear these stories of animals that are born and then for any number of reasons their mother disappears and so these animals imprint themselves on another herd of animals right like a duck hanging out with a bunch of cows or something like that i mean that's kind of basically how i look at it right that we've turned the phone into our mother mirror image Mm -hmm. which is all things but of course it's all self-referential Right, it all feeds back into itself. Yeah, with that that black mirror, as they call it, mm-hmm. our screens, all it does is just feed in and through what our wants and desires are. Yeah, and our Not fears, our needs, and our fears. Yeah, our big time, our fears. Andy Crouch has written a bunch of little books on the topic of technology, and they're they're small in size. They're maybe 150 pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every one of them is worthwhile. One is the TechWise family. One is, uh, what's the one that te- that uh, she mentions at the start? The life we're looking for, reclaiming oh, right. relationship in a technological world. I think there are four of them total. Anyway, they're, com- they're absolutely worth your while. But one of the things he talks about in one of the books, and Tish uh, references it here, is the idea that if we... It, if you go back 100 years, John, or maybe 150 years, or and certainly in time before that, if someone wanted to accomplish something, to build something, or to become powerful, it was going to require a lot of effort from him or her, yes. right? So if you were going to plow a field, it was going to take you a lot of effort to plant your field and plow your field. Yep. It was really going to be hard. Um or if you had an animal, it could help you. Maybe you could do more things. Maybe you could plant more things and plow more things. But then you would, it was a lot of effort for the horse, right? It was, and and that process of trying very hard to do something, becoming stronger and accomplishing it changed you as a person, 
right? It made for strong people and it made for strong animals, right? They were tasked with doing something. They had to do it. They became stronger. They became a different animal. What he's saying is that now in technology, that doesn't actually happen. Hard things? Hard things can be done without a lot of effort. And so we are accumulating power without accumulating the character, strength, and resilience that we would have had to have Mm -hmm. in previous days to get the power. That's interesting. And so we're not equipped. We're not equipped for it. To do hard things. Right. We're, we're, we're. Well, we're we're get we're doing hard things without being equipped to do hard things. Mm-hmm. And so we're actually becoming weaker people. We're accomplishing more, I'm putting that in air quotes, but we're becoming weaker and more susceptible because our bodies and minds aren't growing. How about that? That's fascinating. So pull yourself up by the bootstraps, right? I mean Do something that's hard. Remember those years ago we had those brothers on. And the name of their book was Do Hard Things. Remember this? No. Yeah, this is like probably 15 years ago. Okay. Um, they're both believers. Uh, now they've grown up. I believe one of them is a doctor. And the other brother, they the, the relationship split. Hmm. That they somehow, uh, the, the brother stepped away. He's no longer a believer. There's been a... a cataclysmic change in their relationship and it was based upon doing hard things maybe this is kind of like you know the, what andy's talking about yeah that you know one brother went to med school sucked it up and did the hard thing mm. the other brother stepped away and chose a different path i'm not saying that that's what happened yeah we're just saying, we're just postulating right there's a good possibility considering where we are in our day and age yeah it is amazing what you can accomplish just with having a, a smartphone and when you step away from it what you can also accomplish yeah and right right but also if you step away from it what you what you realize you're not strong enough to do because you haven't really improved in any remarked skill it doesn't accomplishing nothing on your phone no and i the phone itself does not draw us to our better selves it doesn't Our default as human beings, I believe, generally, is not for the betterment. No. It's for the, I think it's generally for the quickest, easiest. And that that phone facilitates that in spades. Right. John Calvin, total depravity, right? Yeah. Not, not how, not the depravity of the fact that, not emphasizing the fact that every single thing a human being does is depraved. But the horizontal, which is everything a human being can do across the panoply of things you could do are all depraved. Yes. Every there's not if you if you put your arms out to both sides and think of all the things that you have done and all the situations that you've been in and all of that your depravity is, is in some way shown in everything. Yes. Everything totally in your complete life. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that cheery note in mind, uh, and speaking of depravity, yeah. let's talk about politics next. Uh. Pastor Eric Andre is with us. Stick around. It's the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. 101.5 WORD. We're Ann and Dave Wilson. 
You know, marriage and parenting are not easy. And we're certainly not marriage experts or perfect parents, but we've learned a few lessons over 41 years of marriage and three sons, and we want to pass those along to you, and we'll also be joined by special guests. So join us here each weekday for Family Life Today, as together we pursue the relationships that matter most. Family Life Today, tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-353-2973 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973. Hi, I'm Penny. The wait is over. Heartland Season 16 is coming home to Up Faith and Family exclusively with new episodes each week. You won't be able to stream Season 16 anywhere else in the U.S. until 2024. Don't miss the -the behind-the-scenes content, cast interviews, and more. Only available to subscribers. Only $5.99 a month. Visit upfaithandfamily.com slash Salem and start your 14-day free trial right now. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. Politics and the church. Mm. They've always been strange bedfellows, mm-hmm. even more so in these past decade or so. Here to talk to us about that with some good wisdom is Pastor Eric Andre. Pastor Eric Andre is the campus pastor for Lutheran Student Fellowship of Pittsburgh, and he's a pastor at First Trinity Lutheran Church in the North Oakland neighborhood. Eric, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's good to be with you, John and Kathy. Always good. Thank you. Eric, I was doing some reading over the weekend, and my daughter was in Japan, and so I was doing some reading about Japan and the history of Christianity there. And um, I don't want to go down a huge rabbit trail here, but I think it is it has something to bear on our conversation here today. And one of the things that uh, I was absolutely so fascinated by and really unsurprised by is that Christianity had taken hold in Japan in the 17th century. Um, and even though there were some leaders that had come in who weren't in favor of what was going on as far as 
you know, supporting a, a Christian minority. The Christian minority still existed until the day that a Spanish dude, uh, a ship guy, a wayfarer, you know, landed on the shores of Japan and said, hey, I see that you have all these Christians here in prominent positions. I think that's really terrific because in Spain, whenever the missionaries go in first, it makes things so much easier for our army. <laughs> well, as soon as he said that, the Japanese ruler was like, what? Wait a minute. And then pur- purges and persecutions broke out all over Japan. The book Silence. That's, that's, that's the very book I was reading. Mm. And so the whole idea that, oh, we're, the missionaries are only here to pave the way for the politics, that story's been written over and over and over and over. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because I've been I've been I've also been reading on this topic and, and speaking on it and doing some stuff in Bible study here. And uh, I, I've become increasingly convinced that the church, the church uh, serves the culture and society and, and politics best when it does so through its through her individual members. Uh, there certainly is a place for the church as an institution, as a whole, to speak to certain political issues. Um, but I think those places and times are are rare and should and, and the engagement of the church as an institution should be rather indirect uh, and more so through, as I was saying, her, her individual members. So that so that lay people in their various vocations and callings as citizens, as voters, as, as protesters, as politicians, uh, or forming, you know, voluntary lay organizations, I think have a greater effect um, and do so in a more faithful way. Because for the church, the temptation is always, yeah, to, to, to chain ourselves to, to power. Mm-hmm. And, and also, unfortunately, the church, you know, what is the church? The church does not speak, um, the church through many and various denominations does not speak with one voice and probably speaks too often. So you can pick any given denomination, any given church representative who has something to say on a myriad of political issues. And it kind of all gets drowned out. And I think actually just gets in the long run ignored by, by, by the political body. But when her, when the individual members work as, as salt and light as leaven, uh, I think the effect is, is much greater uh, and much more faithful both to, the state and to the church. Mm-hmm. So, Eric, of course, we all know. I think um, well-meaning people can see bad ways that the church would embrace politics. Mm-hmm. But are there good things about church and politics? Yeah, and, I, and maybe a word there to, to to be careful of is the word "embrace," right? Uh, at least in terms of, I was saying to somebody the other day, in one sense, as and I think many people think like this as a pastor. And as a political science major and undergrad, I like to think that religion is everything and politics is everything, but they're not the same thing. <laughs> and, mm. and though there is an overlap, there's not an overlay of identity. So I, I think I, I've been reading a wonderful little book that I would just recommend to your listeners by Robert Benny uh, called Good and Bad Ways to Think About Religion and Politics. Came out over a decade ago now, but it, it, it's extremely relevant. Uh, good and bad ways to think about religion and politics, and um, and Benny talks about three different approaches for religious folk or folk in general to religion and politics. One which he calls fusion, one which he calls separationism, both of which he 
criticizes and warns against. And then the third, which he lauds and recommends critical engagement. So just very briefly, uh, you know, fusion is when our faith, uh, our core Christian convictions become so identified with our political thinking, political Mm -hmm. party, political ideology or political candidates that there is a straight line from one to the other and they're and they're hardly distinguishable. And when you do this, the problem is that the gospel, the, the, this transcendent gospel of eternal good news gets reduced to human use and even bastardization, really, for political ends mm-hmm. and for political pressure and coercion. And, and, and both politics and the gospel lose out because when you do that, the, the politics get on, get a kind of messianic feel. I mean, we can see, you know, the worst examples of this, for example, in, in Nazism or where the state is worshipped in, 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 in really what's godless communism, but, but has this kind of religion to it, uh, this fervor to it. And then uh, on the other hand, you have separations. And, and I think fusion, fusion is more of a temptation probably for, for most of our listeners. And, 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 and I think for us as well, in terms of for conservative Christians, for, for progressive or liberal Christians, the temptation is separationism, which says, you know, and this is maybe more among the secularists, but again, a temptation perhaps for, for progressive Christians or progressive politicals is that our faith, you know, we should check our faith at, at the door of the public square and our faith, uh, you know, that, that religious values have no place in, in a democratic republic. And of course, this is not only ruled out by our First Amendment, it's also, it's also uh, impossible because if I, for example, check my faith and my religious values before I enter the voting booth or before I engage in, in conversation with political partners, well, it's self-negation. If I eliminate right. those, that's not, that's not, I'm not entering the political fray, then it's, it's somebody or something else. It's a husk of self. Really. Right. So, so he warns against and nobody. Both. And how, how much, how much could that bifurcation really help anybody? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we want integrated people and we want integrated dialogue partners and we want people to be authentic to who they are. Right. So, so, so Benny recommends what he calls critical engagement, uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. It means that with, with our antennae up and with our lenses on as Christian people, as praying for the spirit of wisdom and discernment, um, we recognize that there are certain non-negotiables. And, and I realize maybe not all listeners will agree, but from, from our perspective, from my perspective as, as a Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod pastor, some of those non-negotiables that are uh, political issues, but also religious and social and cultural issues would include things like the definition of marriage, abortion, religious freedom. But most political issues are not non-negotiables, and Christians of goodwill and intelligence can reach different conclusions mm-hmm. precisely because it's not a straight line, straight line thinking as in, as in fusionism, because there's so many contexts and, and, and factors, even to the person, him or herself, that we traverse to get from faith to policy. So, you know, uh, how I was raised, uh, race, gender, socioeconomic status, my media sources, uh, my, you know, the demographic situation, the people I hang out with, so many things. It's a jagged line. And so that, that should give us some humility in recognizing that that jagged line is not the same for everyone. And people can reach conclusions that might differ from me, even if we start out with the core convictions of, for example, helping the poor or combating racism. We might not come to the same conclusions about which public policies best achieve those goals. And in humility and charity, we should assume the best about the other, about their intentions uh, for human flourishing, even if 
even if we may not always agree on the policy, but we can, you know, iron sharpens iron. We can listen to each other and engage on that and, and maybe have our minds changed mm -hmm. and, and then be on the same page with some of the public policy and get some things done. What happens, though, Eric, when from the pulpit on a Sunday morning, a pastor gets up and says, this is what mm -hmm. I think, this is what I believe, and as a matter of religious policy and public policy, you should too. I think you have to be very careful. Um, again, speaking, you know, I, I can't speak for others, but speaking as a Lutheran pastor, we have a doctrine called the doctrine of the two kingdoms or the two realms, often maligned and misunderstood. And I'm going to clear up all those misunderstandings now in three minutes from the last five years. <laughs> Boy, that... no. Thank you. <laughs> I'll look forward to seeing it. Yeah, but but Benny addresses this. I, I can recommend the book again. But but the, the two kingdoms theory basically says that in, 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 in that God it's two kingdoms, but there's one king. Uh, two realms, and the king is, is Christ, the king is God, and, and through his temporal realm, he rules with the operating principle of justice that punishes evil and rewards good, and this prevents chaos from ensuing um, and keeps an ordered society, and, and protects the freedoms of individuals as well. In, in his, what we call his right-hand realm, the spiritual, the churchly, the heavenly, the operating principle is not justice, it's not getting what you deserve, it's mercy and it's forgiveness, and this means the possibility of eternal life, which without that mercy, there would be no such thing. So, so because of this framework that we, Lutherans and others too, of course, but this was, I think, kind of a unique contribution of Martin Luther that, that, that has spread. But, you know, I, as a Lutheran pastor, when I get in the pulpit, I am very careful of, I, I would never tell anyone who to vote for. I, I, if I focus on things that are political, they are the ones that overlap with religious, moral, ethical concerns that are clear in scripture, such as the non-negotiables I just mentioned, uh, abortion, marriage, and so on. Mm -hmm. I think you can discuss all political issues and should. I think that works better in the give and take of a Bible study or a cup of coffee. Instead of coming from the pulpit. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, that's wise. And that's, uh, you know, that's a hard line to walk for congregants. It's also a hard line, I'm sure, to walk for pastors. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more we could get into, uh, Eric, but you know, the structure of radio tells us that we must stop. We're just tiny scratching the yeah. surface, Eric. Yeah. But it's important, I think, to just have the conversation and just say, you yes. know what, these, these are difficult things and we have to be really engaging our minds when we see how best to do it and the stuff to run away from. Mm -hmm. Eric, thank you. You're always a welcome voice here. We always appreciate your time and your thoughtfulness. All right. Great to be with you again. Thank you. Thanks, Eric. Good to talk to you. Eric Andre, uh, First Trinity Lutheran Church in the North Oakland neighborhood. Also, campus pastor, Lutheran Student Fellowship, University of Pittsburgh. As a young adult, your college years, of course, are extremely pivotal. It's the time to discover who you are and if you're fortunate and you are involved in Christian life to discover your God-given calling in life, because the world calls and says, oh, your college career is all about your future self and making your income to provide for your life. But of mm -hmm. course, life is much more than that. And there are limitless numbers, seemingly limitless numbers of colleges that will help your child down that path. To figure out how to make the, the most money, right, to find the most jobs, all those sorts of things, all important things to consider. However, how many schools are there that are going to help your child prepare to go out into the world? 
to be an effective witness for Christ, to be a person who's able to work in their chosen field in a way that is a calling, whether they're being trained as a mechanical engineer or they're being trained to someone in business or an elementary school teacher, whatever it is, looking at that job as their vocation that is given to them by God and that God can work through them in a magnificent way because of their own individuality. How many colleges are going to prepare a child to look at it that way? That would be Grove City College. Eternal biblical truth in all the teachings, gcc.edu, Grove City College. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Clear skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 55. Mostly sunny tomorrow. Breezy in the afternoon with a thunder shower. Smoke from distant wildfires can cause hazy skies and poor air quality. Tomorrow's high, 78. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies with a low of 51. Partly sunny Wednesday. We'll see a refreshing afternoon breeze. Expect a high Wednesday of 71. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? The pitch clock in Major League Baseball. Instituted this year for the first time in the Major Leagues. It has made games way shorter. We've attended several. We're going to attend another one soon. Does the pitch clock make sense? As a baseball purist, I despise the idea of a clock in baseball. Mm -hmm. But the games lasting two hours and 15 minutes, as opposed to four hours plus, as opposed to batters preening, pitchers standing on the mound looking around, it makes 100% sense. Well, wait, you're saying that's a lot of sense then. 100%. I love the pace of the game. Uh-huh. It makes perfect sense. Okay. All they needed was a little discipline to get in the box, to get on the mound, to throw the ball, to hit the ball. That's all they needed. It makes wonderful sense. I will say 
that you are right. It does make sense. But I feel like in the pace of the game, like if you go to a game now, you can't, you're not there to socialize. You have to focus or you're going to miss anything, all things. Game seven of the 1960 World Series. Yes. Was two hours and 15 minutes. Is that right? Yeah. Really? Okay, listen. All I'm going to say is this. There's no pit stop. Listen. It's my turn to talk. I feel like it's a little too short. I feel like we could make it a little bit longer. It, you, when you get to the game, I feel like I want to sit there and enjoy it a little more. I get it. But I, I think I agree with you. It does make mm, sense. I understand. All right. Does this make sense? Mm. Z-Quill. <laughs> Z-Quill. Yeah. Listen. So it's not if you have a cold. It's just to put you to sleep. Well, I'm sick. Does that make sense to you? I mean, it makes sense to me that you'd want to sleep through your nighttime sickness when whatever sickness you have is way worse for some reason of technology that I can't imagine. To get a good night's sleep. Yeah. It's like the nectar of the Oh, so you're saying NyQuil. ZQuil is what you take when you don't eat when you're not sick. Right, right. Okay, so ZQuil, NyQuil. You love it. I do. I mean, I just, I guess it makes sense for you. I just feel like I've become dependent on it. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think it will. I think you have to be careful about it, but I don't think it is habit forming unless you allow it to be habit forming. And then it's long day's journey into night. Yeah, Mary Tyrone. <laughs> Where's mother? She's wandering around the house with her codeine cough. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it does make sense. It seems yeah. like a lot. Really? I'm gonna say no. Uh, a good night's sleep when you're sick makes perfect sense. Bring on the Nyquil. <laughs> 101.5 WORD. Car payments, credit card payments, home loans. Man, that's a lot of debt for you to carry. Let us help you get caught up when you enter the $18,000 Get Caught Up Sweepstakes. The grand prize winner gets up to $10,000 in debt relief. Three first prize winners will get up to $1,000 in debt relief. And 10 second prize winners will get $500 in debt relief. That's $18,000 total. And that could be you. Take steps to get caught up on your debt today. Enter now at wordfm.com slash contests. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive. And inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65 Plus. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. In the ever-changing landscape of sexual and identity politics, how should the church respond? Monday, June 12th, Trinity School for Ministry continues its pastoral response series with the rise and triumph of the modern self. A day-long seminar plus evening public lecture with renowned author and professor Dr. Carl Truman to help pastors, youth pastors, parents, teachers, and students understand how we got here and how to address the challenges ahead. The 7 p.m. public lecture is free. For seminar registration, go to tsm.edu pastoral. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. 
Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Reuter2 today. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. During last week's show, Kath uh, wasn't here. She was uh, in the early stages of her sickness. That's right. That was the beginning stage. Which I soon picked up the thread and happily have followed along, right. suffering together. Mm-hmm. And now Lex and I, uh, we were here one day and we were opining about our notes app on our phones, which uh, is always very interesting. Then I saw an article in the New York Times doing the exact same thing, saying that generally, if you use your notes app, it is a ball of confusion. It is. Things find their way in there that you're going to go, what is that all about? Why did I save this? Yes. But in retrospect, I'm always glad that I did save it. Because you think, okay, there had to have been a reason. And then you are you go back and you like, I just read a quote to you just to, before we went yeah, on the yeah. air. I said, oh, I just found this great quote in my notes app. Buried in there. Yeah. And you probably haven't read that or looked at no. that for how, anyway. a long time. I said to Lex last week, I wish I had like a paper copy of my notes app, like a book. Oh, yeah, where you could print it out. Yeah. Is that even possible? I wonder. I bet you could. It would require a lot of cutting and pasting. Maybe. But it'd be nice if there was one. Just giant Yeah, thread. like print all. Yeah. Okay, so we wonder about our own stuff in our notes app. And so here's an opportunity for us, I think, with, with your indulgence, I would say, dear listener, for us to go into our notes apps and take a look around. Just see what's in there. Yeah. Um, how many notes uh, do you currently have? Do you have? Yeah? Uh, 595. Oh, that's a little surprising. How many do you have? 950. Oh, well, you feel like I don't have enough notes. Well, you. You're like, looking down on the number always, of notes I have. You're always kind of, you know, you're, I know you. I, mm-hmm. You're always thinking and copying yeah, and writing stuff Yeah, I do. I put down. a lot of stuff on paper, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you got a, you got something you want to share? Um, uh, something recent? Is there a date on your notes? Yeah, there sure is a deal. Okay. Um, so this is uh, November of 2022. Mm-hmm. And this was my recipe for making sweet candied sweet potatoes at Thanksgiving. For I the remember very, for very the very, very well. first time. And it went well, you said. It went so well. That I will do that every Thanksgiving, but it's I still there have the recipe here in my notes app. Uh, so where did it come from? Uh, is it from like the New York Times or some recipe I think it did come from the like? New York Times. Okay. Yeah, and I cut and pasted this into mm-hmm. – I have a recipe app that oh, keeps okay. everything. Right. But this was this was the, uh, the genesis of it, and I believe – that the suggestion came from a listener to this show. Interesting. Mm-hmm. These sweet we potatoes. We were talking about side dishes. Uh-huh. And, I remember this. And uh, a woman called in and said, candy sweet potatoes. Uh-huh. And I said, you know, I've never made candy sweet potatoes. And that was... They were a hit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm looking back. This is last week. Really? Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, this is last week. Here's a quote from Georgia O'Keeffe. You know Georgia O'Keeffe? Sure, the artist. Yeah. She says this. Now, you know, when you put things in your notes app, it's not necessarily all all things that I agree with. It's just things that I find interesting that I want to think about. Right, right. So Georgia O'Keeffe said this. I think it's so foolish for people to want to be happy. Happy is so momentary. You're happy for an instant, and then you start thinking again. Interest is the most important thing in life. Mm. Happiness is temporary, but interest, interest is continuous. I think that's very wise. I think I agree with that. I do too. I mean, happy comes and goes, but it's the world that we're engaged with. I want to know what's going on. If you're a curious person, generally, I would that say- That can get you through- oh, so much being curious can get you through 99% of I life. agree it really can yep okay this is kind of similar to that what I'm about oh. to say um, this was from uh, October of 2022 you're going way back I well I mean just 2022 okay. it's not like I'm going back to 2012 I'm or looking at like, like last that. week here. well just pipe down for a minute here we go <laughs> I was uh, very dismayed at something I saw on Twitter. I remember this night. And it was two Christians that were arguing on Twitter, both of whom we knew, who had been guests on our show. <clears throat> Neither one of them was distinguishing themselves with a lot of Don't fight wisdom or maturity online. in Don't doing do it. And they were fighting about something that it was understandable that you would disagree about. Okay? It, it was political in nature. Oh, there go. And I wrote 1 Corinthians 15 in my notes app and I put a star and I put a lock on it Mm -hmm. because it's that important because I had to remember, I had to put it down so I could see it, that there are issues of primary importance and there are issues that aren't and fighting about the ones that aren't is so stupid and it's such a bad look for the rest of the world. Anyway, Paul says, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. Mm. By this gospel, you're saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you've believed in vain. So what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture. He was buried. He was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. And last of all, he appeared to me also. Those are the things of primary importance. The rest of it, it's not that they're not important, but it's secondary importance. Anyway, that's why it's in my notes up. I remember the night. I like it. I like it very much. Okay. Uh, We also, Lex and I, uh, did a thing on, on prayers last week. You know, road prayers as opposed to free prayer. Right. Here's a road prayer that I love. Father, help me to live this day to the full, being true to you in every way. Jesus, help me to give myself away to others, being kind to everyone I meet. Spirit, help me to love the lost, proclaiming Christ in all I do and say. Amen. That's really good. That's a sweet prayer. Did you write that? No. Mm-mm. Do you know who wrote it? Uh, no, but I, I, I use this prayer app called oh, Lexo yeah. 365, and they generally end all of their teachings with that prayer. Oh, so it's from that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's yeah. really good. Um, here are several um, 
creative sparks I had about uh, the this or that thing that we have on Fridays. We have a special segment we do on the Friday show, this or that. Yeah. And so I have a recurring notes thing about ideas I get. Oh, do you that. though? You mm-hmm. go in there. Yeah, I do go in there. That's pretty but fancy. I'm, but I'm not going to talk about it okay. because I don't want to give away any of those things. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let me say this. I have a uh, a locked note. Now, that's one that, you know, I don't want to interfere with or ruin myself and you have to, you know, put a special code in or whatever. Tennis matches to watch. Like historic tennis matches? <laughs> yes. What made you think that? Uh, well, because there are some, I think tennis is such a great game. Yeah, like McEnroe Sampras. Exactly. Or, you know. And I never watch it anymore. I grew up watching it. I never watch tennis because Wimbledon? I feel like... You no, I really don't. I love tennis. My I wife's a big it. tennis fan, yeah. so if it's on, we'll sit down and watch it. I love it. So I keep track of tennis matches t- that I want to watch when Someday. I have the time. And your locked notes, because that's vitally important. Because <laughs> I don't want to mess up. All right. Yeah. Now, remember years ago, uh, we were invited to a, a early morning screening of a Cornick McCarthy movie called oh, The, the Road. Road. Yeah. Which made me go dive into his books. Which are so amazing, really. It's a very difficult read. It because is they're not pretty easy. Much, it feels as though stream of consciousness in some ways. Of course, they're not. But here's a quote from Cornick McCarthy, which I love. Which book is it from? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I feel like I, don't have, like I don't even have that on my notes. Okay. Uh, this is March 7th of 2023. He says this. Now, Cormac McCarthy, I don't believe he's a believer. I mean... I feel like he's on a path. Yeah. He says this. Mercy is the province of the person alone. There is mass hatred and there is mass grief, mass vengeance, and even mass suicide. But there is no mass forgiveness. Mm. There is only you. (laughs) Isn't that beautiful? Wow. Isn't that beautiful? That's so beautiful. He's... To say that that man is a deep thinker doesn't scratch the surface. There's only you. That's good. Lexi, got something? Oh. (laughs) Come on in here. Oh, man. Well, my notes app is just full of really... Disjointed things. It's so of funny course. that we like, keep like, talking. What, you think, like, yeah, like what are we talking about, Lex? <laughs> I have tennis matches I'm going to watch someday. <laughs> well, so a lot of the times I'm in my notes app because uh, I'm playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. Yeah. And we have something called an initiative order where you roll to figure out when you go if we're having like a combat thing. So a li- it's just a list of all of our D&D character names. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Several times in just different orders. I like that a lot. So there's that. Okay. Um, <laughs> which is which is great. Yeah. Because it's like, why do I keep these? But I have like 15 of them. Right. Mm-hmm. I just have so many. Um, a lot of different quotes. Um, like there's one quote I want. My life is surrounded by Dungeons and Dragons. It's a very fun is game it? and I enjoy it. Um, but so this one actually came from a show that I watched that is D&D. And it says, that's the trick with fate. Is that faith, rather, is that if you're not willing to move forward in it until you know, then you don't need it, do you? If you know it's not faith. Wait, say it again, Lex. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I said it pretty fast. <laughs> uh, that's the trick with faith, is that if you're not willing to move forward in it until you know, then you don't need it, do you? If you know, it's not faith. Mm. Which I think is really I, profound. That's yes, the mystery is. of it. Uh-huh. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. That's what makes it so stinking 
challenging. Mm -hmm. I also have several quotes from my friends when they say silly things. Um, But my one friend, Todd, said something that was really awesome uh, because we had talked about how we were we felt super out of place when we went on our cruise because it felt like there were we were just surrounded by a bunch of like really wealthy people like people were here and they spent a lot of money to be here and we were just treated like royalty. That's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. And so we were so almost uncomfortable with it because we felt so out of place being in this area of like, oh, like all of these other people are like, so you probably spending this much money. Like we came here and scraped together so much money so we could have this experience. Yeah. And my friend Todd said, this is what we're here for, though. Who cares if we're living out of place? This is what it's for. And he said to living out of place with all of my friends is the best thing I want to do. Nice. Oh, oh. That's such a good memory for you, I bet. Mm -hmm. It is. I love that. To living out of place. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. John? The world is full of good people. If you can't find one, be one. Mm. (laughs) Who's that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. know. Uh, From 9-2022. I don't know where it is. My friend Steve Garber, uh, he's an author. He posted on the 4th of July last year uh, some wisdom from George Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, it rings through history if we have ears to hear. And there are a couple things George Washington said that really jumped out at me. This is guard against the impostures of pretended patriotism. Yeah. I thought, boy, that speaks loud. Labor to keep alive in your breast that little spark of celestial fire called conscience. Labor to keep it alive. Observe good faith and justice toward all nations. Cultivate peace and harmony with all. I have no other view than to promote the public good and am unambitious of honors not founded in the approbation of my country. Oh. See, we just don't have people like that anymore. No, we don't grow don't. we don't grow people like that. We don't. It's been 200 and whatever years. We just don't grow people. Who's, I don't think like that. Mm, that's really good. I don't think like that. I'm glad he did. Okay, this is me last August. The silence of a summer night. The crickets chirping, the wind in the trees. A dog's muffled bark in the far distance. A fire burning in the pit. Quiet, soft, and serene upon us. The moon full and high. The shadows of the trees. A coolness with long pants and hoodie, with a burning orange and white of the fire pit. Time extends and bends. That was us on vacation last year. And did you write that? Yeah. That's very good. That's a very nice poem. Mm -hmm. That's very evocative. That's our notes app, people. What's on your notes? I think there's a lot there. I mean, I need to go back and... Yeah. Do you know when your first note was? Uh, How far back did they go? All right. My first note... Was 2010. 2010. Smallish quote board. Hey, the smallish. Mm-hmm. That's my very first note. Smallish quote boards. Okay. And you know what the smallish quote board said? Hmm. That's not stewardship. That's compulsive behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of smallish. <laughs> if
If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest-rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Oh, my papa, to me you are so wonderful. Oh, my papa, to me you are so good. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. I'm a little biased, but I think we five minor kids got the best dad around. Let's celebrate those special men in our lives with a Springhouse Father's Day steak fry and chicken barbecue. My brother Sam and his boys will crank up the barbecue pit outside and grill the chicken quarters and the New York strip steaks with our special Father's Day marinade. Come hungry for all the fixins to go with your steak or chicken hot off the pit. Top off the meal with a brownie or blondie, something to suit every dad's taste, or any of our other sweet creations. Of course, every dad is treated to a Springhouse ice cream cone, and we'll have live music all day, too. Visit the calves out in the play area and plan to have a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339, or springhousemarket.com. When you order food for work on EasyCater.com, we've got your back. Real humans are here to help with your order every step of the way, making sure everything goes right, even behind the scenes without you knowing, confirming and double confirming with the restaurant that everything is on track. If there's a problem, thanks for calling EasyCater. Call us anytime, day or night, and we'll answer in seconds. We're right here with 100,000 restaurants working hard to ensure the food arrives on time and is ordered. Order 24-7 at EasyCater.com. Introducing the new MyPlan from Verizon. With MyPlan, you pick only the perks you want and save on every one. So you get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. And today, get the amazing iPhone 14 Pro on us when you switch with Select Trade and an Unlimited Plus. Get iPhone 14 Pro with MyPlan at your Verizon store today. It's your Verizon. $999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line required. $200 Verizon e-gift card sent within eight weeks with Porta. Less up to $800 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. 0% APR. Trading conditions and additional terms apply. Monday night in summertime. It's not even summertime yet. Mm-mm. Late spring. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's the I best like time of year. Yeah. Because look how late it gets dark. I sent you that photo last night. I know. It was nine. What was it? Nine, twelve? Mm-hmm. It was still light Something out. Late. I love it so much. Out in the yard. I love it. Love it so much. And you think, you know, it seems like half of the year we leave. No, it's not half of the year. It's a third of the year, though, that we leave here after our show, it's which so concludes dark. at six o'clock. And it's been dark for an hour. Dark and cold. Yep. So it's beautiful out mm-hmm. now, isn't it? Just it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an article in today's Washington Post about America being Amer- about America's donut capital. Oh yeah, and um, I got to tell you that 
I think donuts are delicious, but it's the one food that what's well, not the one food, but it's one of the foods to me that just aren't worth the calories. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, like a piece of chocolate cake is totally worth the calories. Right. Carrot cake, cream cheese frosting, bring it. A donut to me, really, not worth it. First thing in the morning, someone says, "You want a donut?" Well, of course I would say yes, yeah. but I, I wouldn't eat it because mm-hmm. it's just not worth the calories. So in this in this article, they're saying they're they're listing the, you know the the part of the country that you're born in uh, is the donut that you are most connected to. Oh yeah. So here we live in the Greater Duncan Land, yeah, sure. which goes from the tip of Maine to the tip of Florida. Uh, Tim Hortons, of course, is you know all up into New Canada York and, and Michigan right. and Canada. Uh, the Kingdom of Donut Palace is in Texas. Never been there. Shipley Donuts is in the Deep South. Never heard of that either. The Duchy of Daylight Donuts is in the Midwest. Far Pacific Northwest yeah. is small brand fiefdom. Oh yeah, I have had. I I did have donuts in Oregon that mm-hmm. were very like bakery centric. Mike exactly micro bakery. Mm-hmm. Well, have a donut. I like a donut. Are you? You mm-hmm. gonna have what you think it's worth the calories? The yes. ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.